You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Well, welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Adam Meredith. What's up, brother? How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, man. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what do you do professionally? Uh, so, yeah, this is always a, a weird question for me because I so I spent quite a bit of time in like the corporate world and I, I went that whole route of getting your degree and, and working that nine to five. And, and then like, you realize it doesn't do anything for your life and what you really want. I get it. Yeah, dude, you get fucking miserable and depressed and shit and, and things just changed pretty drastically a couple years ago for me. Freaking and uh, end up staring out the window, looking at all the rain and just looking at all the kids play, wondering why you can't do that. A little bit. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, you know, I, uh, I had a job for quite a bit of time that ended took a couple contracts. And then now for the past year, I just, I just do my own thing. So call it entrepreneur, call it whatever you want. But now I just, you know, I, I podcast full time. I run a mindset lifestyle brand called imposed will. And, uh, and I just do a lot of jujitsu and, and kind of teach health and fitness. Um, I, if we put labels on it, like I'm a health and movement coach, I do that. But the main goal is just to continue to build the podcast platform and community and, uh, and just make it that way. So I do several things, but the main thing is, is, is podcasting. I pretty much do that full time. So with um, health and wellness now, have you kind of realized that more when you say health and wellness, a lot of people look at the physical aspect of things rather than looking at kind of the mental yeah, no. So health and wellness for me, man, it's, it's the complete picture. It's the, it's, I take the holistic approach. So, you know, there's nutrition, there's stress reduction. Uh, you know, you have your environment, there's, there is the movement piece for sure, but recovery is also huge as well. Um, so make sure you're getting plenty of rest. And then, you know, what kind of energy are you allowing, like allowing to be around you? What kind of people are you surrounding yourself with? Um, yeah, so to your point, it is, it's, there's the physical aspect as well as the mental side of it. I think a lot of people don't really understand the concept of energy around us. They think that you're talking about like some type of like chi or focus or some type of magic thing that you would see on television when really it comes down to the concept of the emotions that you give off, gives off a certain display of energy, kind of like a shield a little bit. A metaphor yeah. for one, but like we've all been around the negative people in the world that you know make your life feel drained. Like after you get done talking to them, you feel like you just wasted your double A batteries, you know? Oh, 100%, dude. It's funny you say that because I, I was just having this conversation yesterday, and you can be in the best mood, and somebody can walk in the room who's just in a completely terrible place, and they'll bring down the entire mood of the room. You know, like, have you ever had that happen to you? Like, you're just, you're so happy and then somebody will just completely ruin it because they're in a terrible mood. Yeah, I would face this when I would take psychology classes. Um, I took them online. So you would get uh, like a, a week kind of work load, I guess you would say. And yeah. at the beginning, I chose to do all my work at like four o'clock in the morning because I'm like, hey, I'm up anyway. Might as well get my schoolwork done for the week and then I'll be free. 
Well, they would make you watch this hour video of someone that was a real person suffering with a severe mental disorder, and it would take you through their whole life, their whole perspective, their family's perspective. And at the end of it, I would come down after like two hours to get all my work finished. I'd come down, you know, make some breakfast, and someone would go and be like, hey, you want to go do this today? I'm like, honestly, I just want to go upstairs and lie down. And they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I just can't handle anything right now. Yeah, just just too drained from just being sucked in like from that negative energy of like watching that video. It really puts in so much of a perspective to people that really kind of deal with the public and deal with mental health as well as like, you know, go through hardships. I mean, I think we go through hardships on an everyday basis. I call um, what you receive in life uh, a little bit of stress fractures, much like little cracks in the concrete. Everything's like a little micro fracture, such as, oh, you didn't make it to work on time. Oh, you didn't have money to get this. You didn't have money to get that. It's all of these things that we choose to make a problem in our everyday life that create kind of like what makes it feel like the world is on your shoulders. Yeah, for sure. But to that point, like that, that pressure, that's, I, that's just life, right? So you have two options. You can either be a victim about it or you can, you can just let it strengthen you and you can grow. Like struggle is a necessary part of the human existence. Yeah. I mean, I think without, it's like the same concept of, you know, to create a diamond, there has to be pressure. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. I don't, I don't think people are all lumps of coal. I think we're all individually unique in our own way, but I think we all choose to live a formatted lifestyle when it comes to how we choose and act in the world around us. We tend to, you know, live the gym that works the nine to five. That's all it is. We're honestly, that's the way our kind of society has been set up from the beginning. It seems like it's just manufacturing the same types of people, but it ends up becoming like the fucking matrix where you're just walking around like an individual person, like with actual thoughts, but you're looking around like, holy shit, like all these people are just walking around completely on autopilot. Yeah, man. Like the, the that's so funny. Like that movie, the matrix, the more I like experience life and the older I get, it just, it just becomes more and more relevant and makes so much more sense just on deeper levels. But much of society is just so many people are sheep and and much of, of what's being like driven down your throat and you're, you're 21. So it's, it's probably a little bit more relevant to you because you're just like right in the beginning. So I rem- I'm 31. I'll be 32 next month. And like when you're just graduating high school, you're you're told hey man like what are you going to do are you going to go to college what do you want to do for the rest of your life like what job are you going to choose like you need to make these huge choices right now or otherwise you're a fucking loser well yeah and you think that college is going to get something for you because that's what your parents told you you need to go to college and you get an education so you when you get out of high school you go to college and then you realize when people ask you, what do you want to do with your life? You just say, well, I'm in school right now. And that's just a safeguard. So you don't know what you actually want to do. Once I got my associate's degree and I went to go get a job with it, thinking the doors were going to open for me, they told me, no, you need a bachelor's. Then by the time I get my bachelor's, it'll be a master's. By the time I get my master's and so on. But then you're hearing things of like the new generation, such as all the stuff that with technology where people are getting paid just to play video games or be a YouTuber. It's like, you don't even need a college diploma anymore. You don't even need a high school diploma. No, man, we live in a whole new world and it's really cool because yeah, to your point, 
girl, me growing up, I was always told you're supposed to do this, this, this. And like, that's how it's supposed to be. Like you're supposed to go to school and get your degree and get the nine to five and then get married and settle down and have kids. And like, I did all that shit and you're, I was completely miserable and it wasn't successful. And then all that ends up happening for so many people is you get tied down by all this debt. And then now you're stuck in this cycle where you have to work to pay off this debt. And there's just, there's no real cost benefit to like going to school because you're, you're loaded down with all this debt. So maybe you can get a job to make like 30 or 40 grand, maybe like it, it's just, it's just something just isn't adding up. So it's really cool because we're now in this space where you can do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do, but nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody tells you that you're really into art. Cool, man. Like, pursue that you can make a lot of money or at least maybe make a living because you don't need as much money to live as you think like doing what you love and and selling it to people and like providing value in that way it doesn't have to be this you know this other thing there's no safety net for taking risks you know what i mean that's the whole concept entrepreneurship there's not any safety there because you don't know if you are going to make it or not it's a it's like a it's a basically you got to put in a hundred and you could get zero out. Um, 100%, 100%. You got to have a zero options mentality. Like, I mean, big risk comes big reward. You people don't, you know, the people living the life that others dream of are the ones who like ate shit for like a decade. And then now they're living that life. Like who can put up with the most shit for the longest? Those are going to be the successful people. Well, I think a lot of people, um, you know, choose the life they live based on how it was treated to them. I always like with psychology kind of playing a factor into my knowledge a little bit with environmental influences. Um, Your environment does shape who you are. Um, Things that happen in your life, such as if you have hard times, um, it usually creates a better person. Uh, Surprisingly, the statistic for people that grow up with a single parent where they never knew their dad or never knew their mom, depending on what their gender is, if they're a woman or if they're a man, um, they grow up to be a better parent usually. They usually grow up to basically make sure that it doesn't happen to their kid. The same thing doesn't happen. But it also goes in the complete opposite as well. It just depends on, I guess, whatever happens to you. How do you choose to take that? Do you want to sit there and complain about it? Or do you want to sit there and get up and change that? Right. And that's the difference between like a victim mentality and like a growth mindset, right? If you're a victim, then life is always happening to you. Everything's happening to you. And like, if you have a growth mindset, then you always realize that things are happening for you. And there's always a lesson to be learned. You can always grow and be better. Right. And then like, like you said, like the safety net, like nobody, nobody wants to go into these, these, uh, maybe these paths that are a little more uncertain because they feel like they have a safety net, but that safety net is an illusion. That's all bullshit. That's not true. Cause at the end of the day, you're just another cog in the system and you're just a number in the computer, a, a corporation will get rid of you just as fast as they hire you. They, you're replaceable. So that whole safety thing is just an illusion. That 401k is just an illusion. At the end of the day, that shit can go away too. And then what are you really left with? Absolutely nothing. It's where you see the elderly people at the store that are still working because at their retirement wasn't enough. You know, they put 50, 60 something years into a company and that company is not giving them enough to sustain themselves in the world we're living in, where it seems like prices keep going up, the economy keeps getting worse. And it's all the concept of, we want to sit here and complain about it, but nobody's taking the initiative steps to change anything. 
Yeah, man, people want to be taken care of. They thought, you know, they were sold the lie and they thought that, all right, well, I had this job for a really long time and I did my 401k like I was supposed to. And I did what you told me to do, but now what? And like you said, the money dries up. And then what do you do? You go back to work. And and like working is okay. Like I'll never stop working. Like the word, that term work is even kind of weird because I like to say like work is what you get to do. It's not a place you have to go. So many people associate work with like, I got to go to this place, this four wall, these four walls and I got to do this thing so I can make this paycheck. But like right now, for example, like you're working right now, but really we're just sitting here having a conversation, but you're, you're doing something that, is going to like provide value and, and help grow this thing that you're trying to build. Right. So in a sense, it's work. It doesn't feel like it, but it is, you know what I mean? Like you're working towards something. So, so many people, they feel like, all right, well, if I do all these things, then it's going to work out, but they never really work on themselves. They're just always working for somebody else, building somebody else's dream. You know what I mean? And to the, to like me being a health coach, we're living longer and longer. And I fully intend to live until I'm a hundred years old and I want to get the most out of those years. I don't want to be old and decrepit and can't do shit. So man, you just have so much time to always be doing something and to always be improving and to be like building something. So if I offered you immortality, would you take it? I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I would never, I just I know the one of the most beautiful things about life I honestly think is that the fact that it doesn't last forever. I believe it's just like if someone offered you your favorite meal every single day, you'd love it for a while, but after a while you'd get sick of it. Even though you might always have something you could be doing, someplace you could be traveling, something you could be getting done. I think one of the things that makes it so beautiful and makes it so kind of worth living is the fact that it doesn't last too much long or doesn't last very long at all. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. And it's like through some of my like experiences with like different plant medicines and different things, you I've, I've learned that this physical space is just like one piece of the puzzle. And I don't really fear what is coming next because whatever it is, dude, like it's, it's probably better than this physical space anyway. It's funny because two, there's like, you start to see, um, and at least nowadays, and as we're kind of approaching, you know, 2020 and things, you're seeing a lot of people now not really have a faith or religion in a way. Um, back in the day, it was like you were going to this holy place or you're going to a place of fire, you know, or now people are just saying, you're not going anywhere, you're just gone. It's like, is there not a, a happy middle? Is there not another place, like a, like a purgatory? Is there not another existence, another spiritual plane? I mean, there are all these believers of the paranormal, but like, do we honestly know what's at the end of the road? I think that's what scares and that's what fascinates a lot of people. Um, you, you know, you hear certain cases of like people that go and they die and come back and they talk about seeing heaven or whatever it is. It's like, you can't, it's, it's where I always talk about like where the people are so opinionated with their religions and their beliefs that are going to sit there and shove it down somebody's throat. And I'm like, it's not about trying to convince someone. It's about speaking your side and then understanding the others as well. I stay an open-minded person on everything. I've talked to hardcore religious folk and I've talked to non-hardcore religious folk, people that have lost their faith. It's all in the concept of what the, uh, this, this road that you're walking as a person.
I mean, you got to think your life is your shoes, whatever. It's your car to drive in. You know, anybody that offers you any advice, they're just the GPS. You choose to listen to them, whether you want to make your life better with what they say and it works or whether you want to listen to what they say and it makes your life worse. The only person that's really held up to standards or their consequences yourself. And nobody knows for sure. Right. Like if, if somebody says they do, they're just a liar. Nobody knows. Well, you know? one of the most famous people, Harry Houdini, said that he was going to make he made it a whatever, a code word with his wife that it, and when he died. And if you know, when he come back, they would use the code word to know that he could talk, that there was another side. And he never, ever not, nothing ever happened with that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, it's it's like I said, I think we all want to have this belief. We want to all have this understanding, and that's that's perfect and well. But the fact that someone else could be so subjective to another person's idea or thoughts, you know, that's yeah. the world we're living in now. And that's a world that creates more selfishness rather than promoting creativity or promoting uniqueness. I think that's what makes it so wonderful, too. I mean, I've seen... I've talked to so many people. I've seen so many things get done. And honestly, we're living in a world where like, what's going to happen next? There's no way they could think of something else that's new. But it's like every day there's something getting made new that we wouldn't know how to live without. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why do we have phones? Like, what did we do before phones? All the generations coming up, they'll never know what that was like. They're not going to know the basic flip phone where you had to tap the button three times. And when you sent a paragraph text with a flip phone, you knew that motherfucker meant that shit. Because they sat there for an hour, <laughs> double clicking, triple clicking, trying to get the right word. You know, nowadays, kids just auto text. Someone just auto text. It makes their life easier. But all these inventions that make our life easy, are the same they're, they're they create problems and then they end up fixing that problem you know you can't post to facebook well if facebook was never invented you would have never had that problem yeah yeah man the the world is definitely certainly changing uh yeah man it's 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 interesting because like still kind of sticking with religion like what that does for so many people is it just like brainwashes you from a very young age. Like I grew up Christian, but then I started thinking when I got older, like, why do I believe this? Like, is it because I truly believe this? And like, if it felt wrong to not believe it, but when you start looking at things rationally and it's like, man, things are kind of squirrely here. Like these stories don't make sense. And like, if I lived somewhere else in the world, would I have a different opinion and the answer is 100% yes like if I was born in Asia somewhere I'd probably be like Buddhist or Taoist or there's something different you know what I mean like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be Christian most likely so it's just so many people will blindly disbelieve what they're told instead of like rationally looking at things and like really thinking about like why do I believe this they don't really take yeah. that step back it's the exact concept for when they tell you, you know, you got to get a diploma when you graduate. You don't, that's just what you know. That's just what they told you. Is that what you have to do? But that's what you do because that's what you were told, basically. You know, when you're, when you're born into a Christian family, you're born into a religious family, that's just what they believed in. So that's what you, you, you believe in. Then eventually you start questioning like, wait, why am I believing this? Why am I doing this? Is it because I was told to? No, it's because what you were basically born into. You just, that's what you knew. You go to church every Sunday, that whole concept. But it doesn't mean it's wrong, but you start to see people take it. I call it the storyteller effect. It's the same reason why if you take 40 kids 
you tell one of them a secret. They pass it down the line. By the end, by the time it hits that 40th kid, that secret is completely different than what it was originally said. Yeah, man, it's like the old game of phone. It's the same thing, right? I mean, as time passes, things are always changing. And, and so many people don't know, like, why they believe things. It just, it just blows me away. I don't know. Like, when you just, when you look at it, take a step and do what, believe whatever you want to believe. Like, that's totally fine. I think that if it's, if you're not hurting anybody and you know what I mean? Like it, it makes you a better person then by all means, like go do it. It's totally cool. Like whatever, whatever mythology you want to follow, that's totally cool. Some just make more sense than others to me. Like by and large, there are a lot of good Christians out there. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we're all humans and humans will definitely take things to extremes and they will bend things for their own will. You know what I mean? Like whatever their own agenda is. Yeah. Morphing it to your own agenda. I mean, a lot of people do that nowadays. It seems like that's, if you're going to get anything, that's how people think they have to get it. Yeah, man. Whether it's religion, whether it's government, like at the end of the day, it's just, people we just put this word on it to like mystify it and make it seem like something more than it is but it's just people doing what people do you know what i mean like when you look at the bible for example and i hate to pick on them but it's like i mean i've i came to a place after studying all these different religions and 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 going down some like some spiritual journeys and, and figuring some shit out that like when you look at the bible it's, it was literally created by an emperor, like a Roman emperor, you know, Constantine, who didn't even follow it. It was political propaganda to control uneducated, like poor subjects. And then Christians will use this story. Well, look at Emperor Constantine. He doesn't even believe in Christianity. And then on his deathbed, he accepted Jesus into his heart and that he, and that he was welcomed into the kingdom of God or whatever it was. And well, this is where you you see a lot of groups break off um, from organized religion. They still remain the religious beliefs, but they just get out of the church only on the concept of, it seems like they're manufacturing communities. Like I know so many people that are like, I just started asking questions and then they were like, we can't have you come around here anymore because you're shaking other people's beliefs. It's like, no, I would like to know what this, article whatever this genesis whatever this six whatever number you want to name off in any book that has this certain code what does it mean what's the what's the takeaway yeah man i mean you start asking questions and people get uncomfortable and they get like offended like you're just trying to understand but they don't even understand right i mean the bible for example is from like hundreds of sources from over thousands of years. And it was translated from Hebrew, which certain symbols represent both words and numbers. So, I mean, how are you going to tell me like, this is the word of God when it was put together by people? Because so that makes old. sense. Yeah. And then even that word God, like I've, I've kind of, it, it, it gets weird I, I had a hard time even using that word for a long time because what people have made it become. So I just started saying like energy in the universe, right? Cause I feel like we all are operating, like we're all energy and like what we I truly believe, like the energy we put out is what's returned to you. Like, so we're all operating on this like vibration and we're, we're radiate, like we're radiating, you know, we're sending out this signal of like how we're living and that does get returned to you. Like you can see that time and time again. And there's even like science, like 
back up that. But then, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but then, like, oh, fuck, what was I saying, dude? Radiating thought, uh, I lost well, it. Hold on. If I asked you, when I say the word God, what immediately image pops into your head? I don't know. Thank you. You remind me. Yeah. So that word God became like a, this, this weird thing where I didn't want to use it because, you know, Christians, it's a him, you know, it's a her. Nobody fucking knows. I just think that whatever God is, it's, it's like this, this greater source of power, this energy, this, whatever you want to call it, the universe, like it's something greater. And I, I do think that and nobody knows and I don't either, but I do feel that like whenever like my life energy is, is gone from this physical self, it, I think it does probably return to like that greater whole. You know what I mean? Like my first experience with DNT, it was like the greatest eye opening thing ever for me. Like it, it scared the shit out of me, dude. Yeah, and, my cousin, um, he dived heavily into psychedelics, and he's read the Quran. He's read basically every major piece of religious literature, and he always brings up the concept and always, I mean, preaches this fact that, like, God is all around us. He's the energy in all things. It's this – It's that's exactly the concept of it. Now, for me, if you ask me what God is, I could tell you what God is. God is Morgan Freeman. Because I've seen that man in more God roles than anything I've ever. He's got a documentary say uh, it's something with, to do with God, and it's like that's any movie you think of that where anybody could play God. It's always Morgan Freeman. It's it's that's what I'm saying. I'm like if we're all technically God, if we're all whatever whatever you want to believe in, you want to choose to believe in, isn't it just in a harmonious piece of energy? I mean, if we can literally affect each other with the types of energy we give off, who's to say that we're all don't have some type of bit or puzzle piece to one giant puzzle? When I talk about religion, I say I believe in all religions on the concept of I'm very open minded, but it seems like we're all getting a piece of the big picture. It seems like everybody hits the same when it comes to if you do good things, depending on where you grow up, obviously your morals are going to be different. But if you do good things, you go to a good place. If you do bad things, you go to a bad place. It's all a kind of role lifestyle we want to kind of live here. It's all about like, you know, we want to project being good, not project being bad. If you do bad things, bad things will happen to you. It's kind of the same reason with karma as well. You know, people, I know a lot of people that believe in karma that, you know, do something good and something good will happen to you or, you know, just keeping that ball rolling in the universe. And that's true too. If you honestly look at evidence when it comes to the fact that if I just go around screaming and yelling at people, what's that going to do to their mind? They're going to get pissed off. They're going to get angry and they're going to yell at someone in return. So if you create a more positive vibe, does that mean that person's going to start thinking positively? No, but it does mean that it has a possibility of them maybe acting the same way to another person. Yeah, dude, it's going to create, that would definitely create like a more positive, like experience for you on a regular basis. Right. I mean, I realized that this physical self, like, for the longest time, I thought that, like, I've always identified myself with, like, who I am physically. Like, like I am Adam, and, and, and what I look like when I look in the mirror, like, this is all me. But then I realized, like, I have a body, like, I am not my body. You know what I mean? Like, 
whatever my energy force is like that is me and and this physical self is just a piece of it it's but it's only a temporary piece right so whatever happens whenever we like move on from this i don't know but uh yeah man we're definitely much more than just this physical self well you brought it up and now i have to ask tell me about your trip about dmt oh well that first one anyway so it was dude i just i was i was by myself and that's maybe not the best thing for most people to like be by themselves when they're doing these things but dude i just i i just fucking i just blasted off into this other realm i call you know this other space i i it's like a there like you definitely for me like you go to another place and like the words i'm using i mean i'm gonna do my best to like you know describe it to you but it's it's it always falls short like it can never i can never really explain it well, from as my well as I do it, right? My understanding with psychedelics is that it opens up a veil or another kind of existence. It seems like you're slipping to another dimension. And whether yeah. that's inside of your head, it doesn't feel like it's inside of your head. It feels like literally your body. I mean, I, I, I've, I've researched astral projection. I understand that form and I understand why some people uh, feel like they can do that. I mean, at one point, there was a experiment that was written by our government that happened to do with one aeronautics where people would go into another person's dream, like inception, you know, our, sometimes the mind and sometimes people have abilities. Um, I believe we all have, you know, I've talked to a couple people that are psychics, but on the concept of that, they have this in, inherent skill or trait in us all. But for some of us, it's more powerful. I say that's a, that's a, I mean, a likely concept, but I believe when it comes to psychedelics, I believe it helps you reach that capability. I believe our mind has more access to stuff that we're not all in tune with. Right. And I think humans have such a hubris that we feel like whatever it is in this physical realm, like this is it. And if we haven't thought of it or we don't, you know, experience it, then it's not real. But for example, certain animals will see in like infrared, you know what I mean? Like they experience everything in a completely different way, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist just because we don't have the capability of, you know, of seeing that or experiencing it without some sort of like outside aid. So now you bring in these psychedelics and then you have this other outside aid and now you're capable of seeing this other thing or experiencing this other thing. Now, just because you're not able to do that on a regular basis, which you can actually reach these states of consciousness through breath work. And, and you know what I mean? So it's just easier with, with the aid of a psychedelic. So just because you're not able to do this on like a day-to-day -day basis, why does that make it invalid? Why does that make it not real? You know what I mean? Do you ever wonder when it comes to psychedelics or just drugs in general, why are they so drastically different? Um, what do you mean? It's like drastically different. Well, with psychedelics, you get a whole experimental type alternate mind bending reality effect. And then when we look at marijuana, it gives kind of a more of a, a brain effect to it as well, but not as it seems like psychedelics is more real. Like it's happening to you right now. Like it's like your mind gets, or it feels like you literally get teleported into that realm, you know, but with marijuana or something, you're just, when you smoke it, it's just, it changes everything on how you look, but you still realize you're on earth. If you take mushrooms, if you take something, you trip out. You don't, you don't feel like you're really 
here in your room anymore. Your room turns into something completely different, whether it's a nature park or whatever the hell you want to think about. I mean, if you listen to half of the Beatles songs, they paint a pretty good picture for you. But like LSD, anything of this sort, they're all, each drug is drastically different. Cocaine gets you uh, amped up, gets you ready, whatever, you know, gets you charged and gets you in this thinking. Then you get like, you look at the Somalian pirates, the people that just chew the little cocoa, the coke, the cocoa leaves only on the concept of it's basically meth. Uh, no, those aren't meth, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, you, that's, that's more like a scientific, like what, what is like the chemical reaction between these different compounds and like, are, like you could try to explain it in that way. I really don't know, to be honest with you. I don't. I never really have thought about. Well, I just want to get your thoughts on it. I mean, well, you said coke. Co- you said cocoa leaves aren't meth. No, because I mean that's where cocaine comes from, and that's not a methamphetamine. That's something different, right? So you you can you can you can take those those coca leaves, right, and you can chew on them, and it's like a mild stimulant, like it's like a coffee, right? It's like coffee. And then if you want to turn it into a much more potent, powerful substance, then you can, you can take it through like, you know, like a, 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 a chemical process. And then you can get this concentrated form of the cocoa leaf. Oh, yeah. Cocoa. Is it cocoa? Co- coca. Coca leaf. Coca leaf. Coca. And then you can, and then you got this concentrated form, this white powder that we know as cocaine, right? They do the same thing with sugar, right? You can take sugar cane. And and it's not that it's not that bad for you. It's not oh, really super wait. terrible, right? I got the word mixed up. It's not it's not cocoa leaves. It's called cot. Cot? Cocoa. Oh, I'm not yeah, I'm not familiar with K-H-A-T, that. K H A T. The leaves oh. and stems are actually chewed for their stimulating effect, but the excessive use has the same symptoms of freaking um meth. Oh, okay. Well, well the Somal- to- like with, with the, the Somalian pirates, they're actually um down there. They're known as the volunteer fire department of or volunteer yeah, volunteer fire department of Somalia or something like that. Something ridiculous, but their name got twisted into pirates because they would chew these leaves and they had all these people um these like producers such as like people from America, giant corporations that were coming over and taking their jobs, like taking all their fishing jobs, taking all these, you know, stuff to literally they got to the point where instead of doing their original job, they just started robbing people. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that speaks to like a greater issue, right? Like just like the corruption of corporations. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever thought about that? Like how fucked up it is, how we just allow these corporations to do and monitor half of our shit all the time and let us know, but we basically let that in with the Patriot act. So that's kind of our fault. Um, you know, cause like you can talk about a lot of things, but when it hits onto kind of with the pirates and then also with the same different stimuluses of drugs and how it kind of chalks up into religion, it seems like, Every area in our world compared into countries, they all have a different idea of the same religion. This one thing like idea of Christianity in Africa is a hell of a lot different based on their moral values. You know, morals changed because the area is different. Um, you know, I always bring up, uh, you know, if you're a Joe Rogan fan like myself, you know about General Butt Naked. Um, the African warlord, obviously, his name kind of gives away what he was. But um, yeah, well, he did all these horrible acts and then they believe like he found God one day and or found Jesus came to him in a dream and then immediately changed all his ways. He used to eat babies. He used to kill kids. He used to, he was a 
crazy warlord. And now what he does is he, rebu he rebuilds homes in Africa. He has an amazing documentary on Netflix called The Redemption of Butt Naked. And the whole concept was he was – his morals were different. He learned from watching the animals around him, so that's how he killed. You know, He learned to kill kids in rivers because he would hide under the water, but he learned from an alligator because that's what one of the animals are in Africa. I mean we learn from our environments, and we learn from the things around us, and also we try things. That's what makes us an entrepreneur society. I mean curiosity killed the cat. Well, curiosity also chewed that cot leaf. So you know, it's, it's this concept of we're all trying to figure everything out. So you can relate this all to religion. You can relate this to everything that's happening in the world, every exploration we've ever taken into. And just I know it's a long, it's a long walk for a short drink of water here that I'm making you go through. But it's all about experimenting. We've all done these things. And the only thing that's kept us from experimenting or trying something is because somebody in our life told us it was bad or told us that we can't do it. Yeah, it's all just an experiment. Like nobody really knows for sure. We're all just if, if we're all just out here figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like if somebody tells you that they know the way, I'd be really wary of that person. Show me because, the way. Yeah, nobody knows. We're all just out here trying to figure it out. Like there's a lot of different ways to make it happen. So why do people think in this mindset, if we're all different and we're all just trying to figure it out, it seems like nobody has it right because we're all so unique in our own ways that nothing ever works the same for the for another person as it did for like Elon Musk or something. Why do we still try and stick with this notion of living the life of Jim that works nine to five when all it ever does is just make us comfortable? It never exceeds our expectations because our expectations are just they're out there, but we don't think about them. They're just set to a bar standard and people are okay with that standard. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think that as, as unique as our own individual experiences can be a lot of people at the, at the core, we're all very much the same as similar. Like, you know what I mean? Like the human experience, some of the details may change, may, may change but the human experience is, is very much the same for a lot of people in the sense that like, that's why we all benefit from so many of the same things like community and like we need connection and you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really weird because as, as different as we are, a lot of us are the same. Yeah. And, well, and, I, and so many people are sheep and they just want to be told what to do and they just want to be comfortable. Yeah. Well, like I, a lot of people always talk about like, you know, it'd be so much better if they could just live alone. They could so much do this. And I'm like, no, because you need that social, you need that interaction, whether it's good or bad, you need that because it's, it's just a part of your person. You know, you don't have to have it every single day, but you know, if you spend months and months or years being an introvert, eventually you're going to try your hardest to be extrovert. Yeah. Well, you, you look at, at prisoners and whenever they get thrown in solitary confinement for an extended period of time, like they lose their mind. You know, like they're not healthy. They're not in a good place. It's it's so, so terrible for you. And when people live alone all the time and they're not around people and they have no community, like they live shorter lives. Like we need each other. There's something to that. Yeah, one of the main forms of torture that should be illegal is what they do with um, isolation in prison. I mean, 
the fact that you they want you to leave you in a locked room with no windows, no way out, no way of telling the passage of time. You don't know if you're in there for two hours or two months, and you're just left in there with your thoughts. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter if your thoughts are always the happiest. After a while, it's going to play a toll on your just your psyche in general. Oh, 100%, man. Like, you, they get no sunlight. They get no fresh air. They get no interaction with other people. And we call this rehabilitation. And it's just torture. Well, there's so many cases of people that have been in solitary confinement. Where like a 26-year-old, most popular case I can think of, he came home and for six months just was in his, locked himself in his room. He threw his TV out his window. His parents had to leave food at the door for him. He wasn't eating. He wasn't doing anything properly. He was going to a bathroom in a bucket in his room. And he couldn't, he couldn't function because he was in private isolation. I mean, he was in prison for only like three or four years, but he was in isolation for most of the time. He just couldn't stand being around other people. So he was constantly breaking out and just didn't guess follow the rules there. And he couldn't deem himself back into quality. I mean, he developed a form of PTSD. You know, I t- I'm a big mental health advocate because I know how damaging it is. And whenever I bring up the fact that like nowadays mental health is hitting kids younger and younger and younger, because it seems like the reach for technology, how it's given a grasp, it's given a, it's a, it's a benefit. But I also don't really like it because of the way human nature of people, which is an adopted nature, I think, by just how we choose to live in the world today, at least not maybe me or you, but most people, um, they don't care about feelings anymore. You know, bullying is a major motivator. I'm not saying bullying is right or anything like that. It's pretty bad, but I wouldn't be the person I am today without bullying. I wouldn't have changed my life. I wouldn't have decided to pick up my gym membership seven years ago and go every single day to try and better my life. You know, I wouldn't have ever taken that responsibility or that action upon myself if I was not made fun of. Um, But I choose to manufacture something good out of that, you know, and I choose, that's my stress relief. You know, when I grab that weight, all problems go away. But with bullying, nowadays you're seeing it like back in the day, you got bullied. That was it. It lasted for a week. And then you were friends with everybody again. You talk to kids that get bullied now, they get bullied. And then like a month later, another video pops up and they're getting bullied all over again. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's tough with, with like the internet and social media today, because when you think about it, like I've heard this, I've heard this point of like before the internet, like whenever I was growing up, like you go home and school's done, right? Like you don't have to, live that anymore but today like kids like they get bullied at school and then they go home and then like there's still that constant like you're still connected to all those same people so there's like this constant thing but to your point like I got picked on growing up and I was like I was for sure bullied and at the time I never thought of it as being bullied I just thought those kids were being assholes because at the end of the day a lot of kids are just narcissistic assholes you know what I mean like your brain isn't even fully developed until you're 25 so up until then you're still trying to figure out who the fuck you are and like what you're doing it like what you're doing and what your place is and even past that sometimes people are still trying to figure that stuff out so when when you're getting picked on and your your you know kids are being an asshole to you. It's tough, like if you don't have somebody to help you with like the perspective, 
of like, this is only temporary. And like, there's other options to like move past this. You know what I mean? Like you, you, in your example, just now, like you made a conscious choice to take that shitty situation and apply that to a positive form to better yourself. Some people will just become a victim. You know what I mean? Like they have this victim mentality and they feel sorry for themselves and, Oh, I'm being bullied instead of like, trying to do something about it well that's what you see more nowadays with people with the victim mentalities on the concept of you know they can get something out of somebody doesn't matter who you are they can they they know that's what that always works you know you see all in the news so many times now someone sues and wins over a massive corporation and gets a giant payoff next thing you know they never have to work another day in their life and yeah. it's the concept of we built up these structures and these businesses and this kind of objectatory way of looking at other people that a company, you know, if they do you wrong, it's nothing to them. They just give you a couple million dollars and you're set for the rest of your life. People think that's just going to happen to them every single day. Like they'll run into that one thing in their life that's going to just pay their life off for the rest of their thing. I'm like, it's not going to happen like that. And if you look for it, you're attacking the wrong people. Next thing you know, you get into a fight with someone at the grocery store who's broke as shit. And that's why he's upset. And then you're trying to sue him for everything he owns and make sure that he keep, you keep getting payments. So you never have to work another day in your life. Yeah. So many people want something for nothing. Like they don't want to put in the work. Like struggle is a part of the human existence. It's necessary. And this whole, this whole idea of like being a victim is just, it's just weakness, really. I think like nowadays you, you're afraid to say something to somebody because you're afraid they're going to serve you with papers right afterwards. Like you're going to be like, oh, by the way, I'm a Democrat. And they're like, what? And they, next thing you know, you got a trial coming up because some person was offended. It's the concept of we're being sensitive as a society. That's good, but not in the right way. We're not being yeah. sensitive to people anymore. We're being sensitive to dumb things that we think are going to matter 10 minutes from now. Yeah. And I think by and large, like most people are like operating in, for lack of a better term, like the right way. But you just, you got these assholes who are just really loud on either side of the fence and it's, it's, you have the minority representing the majority, and it's really unfortunate. I think we had a point in our history where it seemed like we were trying to find a common ground, and now it seems like somebody's trying to get the upper hand. Do you, when, when was that, you think? When we were trying to find a common ground? Probably yeah. in the beginning, before we had all these uh, – before history books, before the concept of America maybe being founded. It seemed like there was a common goal between us all to kind of – come together as one, a primal nature in us all. It's the same thing you see when there's a terroristic attack or some type of threat to what seems like humanity in a way where everyone thinks, oh shit, we need to drop our petty differences for a minute and focus on this one problem because this is not just attacking you. It's not just attacking me. It's attacking everybody, you know? I think humans are pretty tribal. Um, we're, we're like tribal creatures. and well, we're, we are attack mentalities. Yeah, it's just that's that's a part of our nature. And, you know, you have like Dunbar's number where you get, I think it's like, what is it, like 140 people, 144, something like that. Like once you get too big, then like things get really squirrely and like we start fucking like losing ourselves and you become more and more like disconnected from people. So like with 
with social media and the internet as great as it is, we're almost too connected to everybody. And so we become less and less connected, but humans by and large forever have been operating in like smaller communities. And then we've just gotten so far away from that. And I don't know if, I don't know if it's maybe just like this new idea where, where people think, like you just said, like point where like you you think like before, like maybe even before America, everybody is trying to come to a greater like common like good, you know. But I'm not so sure. I think I think there's this energy balance where you know you have positive and negative, you have the dark and the light, and we we're more exposed to things today. But people have always been trying to take other people's shit. Like people have always been trying to conquer other people. Like before the British empire, you know, you had, you had the Roman empire, you know, you had, you had Alexander the Great and you had, I was, you had, I was more talking on the concept of when nine 11 happened, everyone dropped their petty differences for the extended amount of time it lasted, you know, and they got, Oh together. yeah. Well, strategy brings people together, right? That's like, what I'm saying. Hard, hard times and struggle bring people together and people will connect in that way for sure. Yeah. There's a great what, book by Sebastian Younger. Have you checked that out? Tribes I, by Sebastian Younger. I have not. And he talks about that in the book, man, like how, and he uses that as, as a prime example, like nine 11, you know, when, when bad shit happens, when, when things hit the fan, you know, the, those struggles, even though they suck in the moment, like it brings people together. And oftentimes, whether that's 9-11, whether that's like the bombing of Pearl Harbor, whether, you know, like whether it's, it's a, a, an unfortunate like mass shooting or something like these things, these awful things usually bring people together and then they have like this common goal. That's what I'm saying. I just, when it looks at that's the only time, like we have that primal instinct again. Like when I mean primal, there's this thing about us, like caveman days, like when back in the hunter and gatherer area where there was a pack mentality where we need to work together to kill this giant mammoth to bring back more food for the village rather than hunting by ourselves. Like that pack mentality only happens now when there's a natural disaster or global threat. You know, when people have to, they, it's like when they hit critical mode, you know what I mean? Like when, you know, when you get severely hurt and you're immediately like, I need to get somewhere safe. I need to, you know, I need to, I, something's wrong. I need to get this fixed. Like you only get to that way of thinking when it's, a, when it's at the end already, when it's like, you're already at the end of your candle, you know, you're already right. in the red zone on your cars when you start to get it looked at. Yeah. Like it's almost too late. And then now we're trying to do something. And it's weird because like during those times of struggle, like those, those shitty moments, like you know, however long it lasts, like people will look back on those hard times with like the fondest of memories. It's like, this was like the worst time ever. And, and you, like an easy example of that is like, if you're like stuck outside in the rain and it's fucking cold and you're out there for however, like a day, let's say like you're out in the woods for a day, like you get back into like the house and shelter and some warmth. And it's like, the greatest thing ever like you learn to appreciate the good even more but then like you start thinking back on that shitty experience with like fond memories like you know what i mean because it, it actually impacted you ultimately like in a positive way well yeah well through the struggle is where you see your most growth you know if you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps in a way and really kind of change your life you know what's going on for you but 
I don't want to wish that upon anybody, but I definitely think those moments are stuff that you really need in your life. At least if you're going to try and change it for the better, you know, how many times does a problem not happen to somebody and then they just live a comfortable life? Like, yeah, I'm fine doing this. It's like, did you ever experience anything hard in your life? No. It's like, then you never had the, that moment where you were like, I need to make my life better. I need to go chase this down. Cause once you get that drive, that, you continue with that through the rest of your life where you always constantly want to climb higher rather than just stay safe. Yeah, man. Struggle is a necessary part of this human existence. Like we absolutely need it. And if like without it, then that's when things go off the rails. Like, and we're like, um, like we're in like the greatest time ever for humans. You know, like things have never been easier for a lot of people. And, 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 but you know, what we were kind of talking about earlier with like mental illness, that's through the fucking roof. And I think it's because so many people don't have struggle. You know what I mean? Like maybe you don't have struggle finding something to eat anymore. So you need to find new ways to introduce struggle in your life, whether that's through physical challenge, you know what I mean? Or the pursuit of some worthy goal, like you need to find ways to challenge yourself and to struggle because yeah. otherwise you, you just, you just fucking fall apart. Yeah. Well, struggle has gotten a different look now. You know, struggle happens to deal with when social media crashes, your internet's out. That's struggle now. Right. You know, it changed a whole new form, you know, compared to like, you know, maybe when me and you were growing up, uh, not having, you know, certain things, not having devices, not having power at all, whatever, it, whatever you had through your life that turned you into the person you have. And then you look even farther before us, our grandparents, their struggle you know, having to leave their job or whatever and go fight off in a war, you know, it's it, the struggle adapts to whatever changes in the environment and the society that we grow up to be in. But nowadays, like you were saying, it's too easy to do a lot of things. Now, the fact before being able to send a text and let somebody know rather than going over to their house and, you know, hanging out or something, we're choosing to make these devices and where we're going with our technology, so, our lives so damn easy that it creates this false kind of personality trait where we just choose not to give a shit about anything. We just yeah. choose like, Oh, I don't need to care what you think because um, I got this at home. It's like, well, hold on a second. Do you ever, you know, knowledge is going to become dumb knowledge at one point. The fact that you can look up a bunch of things on your phone is awesome. But also at the same time, there's so much stuff out there now where it's like, Oh, you just don't even want to go bother and look up facts anymore. You just want to go listen to someone else's perspective. Like you just want to aim for what you believe in and follow by that notion. Yeah. And like, and, and people will, they won't have an open mind. Nobody wants to be wrong, right? Like nobody will have the open mind to say, all right, well, I've gotten some new information and I changed my mind, right? Because then all of a sudden like, that's a hit to your ego and there's something wrong with that for some reason. Yeah, I eat two boxes of Raisin Bran and I look up on WebMD what's wrong with me and it tells me I have stomach cancer. You bet your ass I'm going to look for another person that says I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's it's weird because with as connected as we've become with the internet and how great that is, like we're, we're more and more disconnected, like – people everything's instant instant gratification nobody has any like gratitude for things you know what i mean like everything needs to happen right now and it needs to happen on my time and if i see something that you don't like 
or if I see you post something that I don't like, people are like going off the fucking rails and they're saying these horrific things to people that they would never say to them in person if they actually were like sitting in front of them having a conversation. You know what I mean? Like every, every, like it's this, it, it cultivates this whole entitled mentality of where everything needs to happen now because that's what I want. Do you, what, what would you suggest a fix would be? Man, I, I don't really know what the answer is, but I think that, you know, more people just need to live in the, in the real world. You know what I mean? Like have, have community and have connection and, and like, and, and introduce struggle into their life and fucking, and just take themselves like outside of their comfort zones and, and be willing to have like hard conversations and, and, and keep an open mind. You say hard conversations, but what do you mean by hard conversations? Just like a com- like a conversation that you know doesn't make you feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Like if I don't agree with you, let's let's maybe have a conversation, and at the end of it, we may agree to disagree, and that's okay too. You know what I mean? Just like some, just live and let live. I can agree with that for sure. I mean, tell me a little bit about, cause like your, your podcast, like we were talking about before kind of hits like my podcast, you have one called outside perspective. Right. Yeah, man. It's outside perspective. And essentially it's just me sitting down, having conversations with interesting people, just trying to gain some perspective and hopefully helping others do the same. And, uh, you know, for the longest time, I feel like I don't, I'm, I'm such a, a type of person where it's like, just cut this shit and get it done. Like, let's just get things done. And because of that, I don't have a lot of like sympathy or empathy for people. And it's something that I really wanted to work on because I feel that it's important to connect with people and it's, you know, people matter. You know what I mean? And it's important to like feel for them, even if I'm like not necessarily understanding or or have not experienced their experience. I think it's important to like have conversations and, and, and connect with people. So I wanted to like set out on this journey to like sit down with people who are, who are interesting so I can like develop empathy and, and gain and like make actual human connections. So I only do my podcasts in person. Like I have to be sitting in a room with you to have this conversation on my show because I feel like there's just, there's just something to that, to sharing space with somebody. And there's been so many times where once the conversation is done, we'll still be sitting there talking and yeah. like we're, we're creating like a real life connection with another human. I and that was my, very important to me. I did my first 70 in person. I think you can probably agree too, when you're inviting people to hit a specific date, you find last minute they cancel out sometimes, which kind of makes it hard to promote content or get content at all. Um, it's tough. Yeah. It's well, tough, especially in the beginning because nobody believes in you and exactly. nobody believes, nobody sees your vision. Nobody believes in what you're doing. You have no proof of concepts and, and people will cancel on you last minute and and people won't respond, but like through perseverance and through consistency, slowly, but surely people will start believing in you because nobody believes in you in the beginning. Like you're, it's your job to make them believe. Yeah. It's your job to show them. 
I've seen my podcast grow and, you know, in the beginning, I remember how hard it was, you know, hitting four or five episodes, trying to just go. I was like, I'll, I will literally, I will, I will go when you want me to be there. Like I'll go meet you. I'll do all these things. And my one rule was like, I tell my friends that come over and want to do a podcast. Now I'm like, give me your phone. And they're like, what do you mean? Give me my phone. I'm like, give me your phone. It's going off and it's going in the corner. Because I want to have this real conversation with you. Next thing you know, we're shooting the shit for two hours. I'm like, all right, man. Well, it was good talking to you. And then we wrap it up. And next thing I know, I hand them their phone back. They're like, whoa, it's been two and a half hours? I'm like, yeah, man. You see what happens when you decide to actually engage in a conversation? Yeah, and be present, right? Like here now. So many, yeah, I'm sure you hear it all the time. Like, whoa, that was, that was an hour? That was two hours? Like, that flew by. It's like, yeah, man, because we're engaged and we're, we're like, we're feeding off of each other. And like, we're having a real interaction, not, not this, this fake interaction across the screen. You know what I mean? I swear, as I get older, the passage of time goes quicker. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, there's a reason for that. Right. So like when you're young, you're, you're, you're basing everything off of like your, your current experience and how long you've lived. So if you're, if you're like six, you know, an hour is a greater percentage of your life than it is whenever you're like 26, right? So days go by quicker. We, we just interpret them much faster because we live more, right? So the percentage of what that, whatever time is to how long you've lived gets smaller and smaller. Like a day, a percent, a day is a much greater percentage to a, a five-year-old than it is to a 50-year-old. Also, because they can't do shit. <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything when you're a kid. An hour for a six-year-old, their attention span, you don't have a car, you don't have anything. All you do is sit around all day, and you're so bored out of your mind that time feels like it's going by. Like every minute is an hour, every hour is a day. And then when you get older and you start to kind of be doing so many things, I mean, when you're an adult, and it's funny because I, I just run into a guy at the grocery store who's like 70 years old. And I was like, so like, uh, what's up, man? I like, try to get a story, like just trying to talk to him and have a conversation. Like, hey, man, like, what, what are you interested in? Or, you know, just, just shooting the shit kind of. And um, he's like, I don't know. He goes, I'm like, well, what do you like? Do you have anything like you like to do hobby wise? He goes, I don't know. He's like, I'm honestly don't know what I want to be when I'm like. And I, I swear to God, I thought he was going to say when I grow up. And I was like. In my head, I'm thinking, you, you're 70, man. Like, you are grown up. But that's the answer. You're going to see a lot of people start giving, even when they're in their 40s and 30s. And then you come to this point where you're just like, fuck, I am grown up, but I still don't know what the fuck I want to do. Yeah, man. Like, we're, you're always just you, right? When you're younger, you feel like you're, you're one day you're going to hit this this thing called a grown up and you're going to have it all figured out. But no, man, like, you're always just you. We're always just always figuring it out that's why i think it's so silly when we tell you know kids with undeveloped brains that you need to figure out everything in life right now or otherwise you're a loser like we're all always figuring it out and it's okay to change like maybe you thought you had you know the answer for your life and then you realize oh shit i don't like that like that's not cool i want to do something different and then you pivot and you change like that's okay too and like you don't have to have the answers um and, and it's like life's a rubik's cube like you feel yeah. like you're solving this thing and then you get one side done you realize there's all these other sides to it and then you go yeah. and try and get those other sides fixed and the other side gets undone and then it's like the rare people 
or whoever that make it that get it set and feel like they know what they want to do and discover it early are the ones that can solve the Rubik's cube in under like 30 seconds that you just look at them like you're an asshole. Right. And, and so many people with, with social media and stuff, we're always stimulated. We're always connected. We're always doing something, but like you made the point about being bored. Like there's something to that. Like when you can just settle your mind and be present and there, I think there's something to even be benefit out of boredom because then your mind can start wondering and you can start being creative and you can start discovering different ideas that maybe you weren't able to before because you're constantly taking in all this input instead of like letting your mind wonder like so many great things come out of just people somebody like somebody just like being by themselves a board if you will and just letting their creativity flow for sure man and adam i appreciate you taking the time to get on the podcast man oh no problem dude i we had fucking a little bit of a mishap they're like getting connected but i'm glad we were able to like sit down and talk dude yeah for sure i want to give you here a minute at the end to kind of promote your content dude yeah man so if, if people would like to check it out again it's just you know it's the outside perspective podcast or just outside perspective you know i'm on all major platforms um so go check us out um subscribe like share comment um really building the uh youtube platform so go check us out all of our videos are there as well go hit that subscribe button um yeah man and then i'd be remiss without mentioning um just like one of my longtime supporters jumbo superfoods um if anybody is interested in you know checking out um, their products you know they specialize in, in cbd products and if you are in california thc products but, um, they, you know, your listeners and my listeners, they can all save 20% um, using their products by using the code outside um, at checkout over at jombocbd.com. Right on. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Out of the Blanket. Stay tuned for our next episode.